Hello, welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice podcast. Oh my god, happy Monday slash Tuesday now. It's like 1 a.m. on a Monday. Happy Moon Day. Happy Chandramah Day. Hope you're all feeling so so good. Hope we had such I hope you had such a good Monday, whatever you're doing. Wherever you are, however you are, I hope it was the best. Um, I kind of want to talk about baggage because how do we drop it? How do we unpack it? It's something that sort of follows us just like this heavy weight, this cloud over our head that after a while it just becomes so embedded into our souls that we have no idea what we would be without it so we continue to take it in in every like everywhere we go every job we go to every friendship we go to every relationship we go to every location we go to every connection we build every whatever it is we have this like heaviness we have this ball and chain that is attached to us and then it becomes us and then we don't know what would be without it and then we are forced to reckon with it when it becomes so dangerous and toxic that we have no choice but to cut it off and to break away but then again we're so scared about what we are going to what we're going to see beneath all of the rubble all of the destruction that we continue to define ourselves with right Mercury retrograde in Taurus, that's what it is. Mercury retrograde in Taurus is is trying to make you reflect on all of the ways that you're so stubborn, all of the ways that you keep yourself stuck and stagnant and the ways that you dig your heels into the ground so deeply that you're unable to move. Do you even want to move? And when you try to move, when you try to walk, when you try to move forward because you realize that what you've tied yourself to is so uh, dangerous to your health and wealth and abundance, um, you can't. So you have, you're forced to face it. You're forced to face all the ways that you keep yourself small, that you keep yourself for the sake of being safe. You keep yourself small for the sake of being stable. You keep yourself unaligned for the sake of comfort or perceived comfort, perceived safety, perceived stability, perceived security, right? And to, to whom? And to, 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 if you know you're aligned, unaligned deep down, then why are you doing nothing to align yourself? Who are you staying unaligned for? The broken you? The baggage? The heaviness that you have come to depend on as being a personality trait? And 
the media and uh, the world and society constantly tells us that who are you without your trauma? And we constantly now are romanticizing trauma and putting broken people on a pedestal, a pedestal that they did not ask for, that pain and suffering is not glamorous, that it's not some character arc. We're not living in a fucking movie, actually. We're living in a world where pain and suffering is very fucking real and very fucking painful and very fucking dangerous and actually is a f- is is it keeps us from being who we are truly and serving our purpose it doesn't add character to our soul the way that these fucking celebrities think that it, think that it does you know we see people say okay i'm funny because of my trauma And then you see them be successful and have lots of money and fame and notoriety and all this validation and this life. And they never tell you like what it took to get there. They never told you what they sold, what they compromised to get there. All you see is the finished product and all all you hear is about their suffering and their trauma and their pain and their baggage. And yes, I do believe that there is a way to transmute mute your baggage when you're at your worst and at the bottom of the bottom there is a way that your baggage and your pain and your trauma and your suffering and your bullshit can be used to get you out of that hole whether it's through comedy whether it's through art whether it's through whatever some sort of channel presents itself and that's where you can put all of this dangerous shit in all your sharp objects all your dark materials you can put into this channel and it becomes it it has the potential to become this impactful beautiful mess that can inspire others to do the same but at some point you have to you have to stop you have to really unpack that baggage and leave it so you can move on Because at some point it stops becoming inspirational and it starts to become harmful again. And it starts to really weigh weigh on you, chisel away at something that you won't be able to get back. If you're not careful. This is a very thin line, right, between art and destruction. And people like Kurt Cobain are perfect examples of being able to brilliantly transmute suffering and pain and baggage, but then not being able to come back from it. Because people like him could not untie themselves from it. You become so embodied and that... Life starts to imitate art. Art starts to imitate life. And you don't know where you begin and this art ends. And you start to become dependent on creating this art through your suffering that you in turn suffer more. More than you can handle. More that you can bear. And it becomes fatal. And then the art stops. And it becomes... Yeah, like you can't you can't do anything anymore, right? You're fucking dead. 
So where does this baggage come from? Obviously, we know where it comes from. That's not the right question. How do we create beauty from pain? And then how do we move on from the pain and still believe and have hope and faith that we can still be beautiful? Even if we don't have the pain, even if we don't have the suffering, even if we don't, because there will always be life and the matrix will always provide as we ask for it. There will always be inspiration. There will always be a muse if we are inspired. But we just have to fall into it. We have to know that it's there and that 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 inspiration doesn't have to come in one single form it doesn't have to bleed into your future doesn't you don't have to bleed for it you know you don't have to hang on to something so dangerous and be on the brink of life and death in order for your creativity and your art to matter and to be impactful. That's not what the purpose is. And you might say, well, I got really successful or I felt really inspired when I was at my lowest point. I just want to recreate that. That's not what that was. It's not because you were at your lowest point. It's not because you were you you're in the suffering. It was just because you surrendered. It was... It was because you surrendered to everything around you. You gave up control because you had no choice. You had nothing else left. You were, you let everything go. And that's where everything came from. In the letting go. When you're so distraught, you're so... Um, surrendered as a result you're so surrendered that's when all of that inspiration creativity and beauty and brilliance came rushing through because you were literally an empty vessel but why do we have to wait until life knocks us down over and over and over again for us to surrender right and i'm asking myself that question too because when things are going good we start to replicate the good we start to want the good we start to cling on to the good we start to get desperate for the good and then we start to get scared that that good is going to go away and then that's when we start to really fuck it up. We don't have inherent hope or faith in ourselves that we can just continue to be beautiful and continue to be inspired. But also, we can continue to move forward even if we can't replicate the inspiration that started it all in the first place. I talk about expiry dates a lot, right? If we're meant to create something beautiful and that beauty and that creation and that time in our life that we're creating that creation has an expiry date, why do we cling so much to it? Why do we want it not to end? Because we've, we've now attached to ourselves. And that creation, that beauty becomes a burden after a while. It becomes baggage after a while. It becomes something that we just drag along in hopes that it'll inspire us again. But it's just dead weight, right? It becomes dead weight. And what is, what is that, what attributes to that dead weight? What makes that dead weight? It's our desperation. It's our clinging. It's our refusal to believe that something needs to end in order for another thing to begin, and it's it it's our 
lack of faith and hope in ourselves to believe that there will be something else that will begin. When something ends, something begins. God doesn't take away something and not put something in its place, something better. But we don't believe that. We don't believe in the life cycle of our own um, creation. We don't think that there's a life cycle of all of these things that we put out into the universe, but there is. And the, 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 the arrogance and the entitlement we have to an inspiration that has a shelf life is fucking crazy. And I'm putting myself in that group, right? I want a good thing to just continue. I'm so, I used to be so bad with goodbyes. I used to be so bad with just having things end because I didn't want them to end. Like, why did they have to end? It was going so well. It was going so good. Like, why did it have, that's exactly it. You know, when you've mastered something, when something has run its course, it's time for the other thing. You know, it's important for us to be fluid and adaptable to the universe's whims because it's always going to have our best interest at heart. But we don't trust it. And therefore, we don't trust ourselves. So we cling on to something that eventually gets so bad and harmful for us that we are forced to either repress it or cut it off completely. And then we feel empty regardless, or we feel so weighed down. We're like spiritual hoarders, right? Like universal hoarders. We just want to keep all of these things because we are so, we've become them in such a visceral and such an extreme way that if we cut these things, it's like that suit of armor, right? We armor ourselves up so much with all of this baggage and all of these things that we think will protect us and make us beautiful and successful and um, immortal, until that suit of armor armor is digging into our skin and we're bleeding out and then we're forced to peel that off and of course we're going to get some skin that peels off too of course some of our soul is going to come back uh, come out of course when we hang on to something for so long and we need a chisel to take it off and you know wounds are open you are exposed, you are vulnerable. And if you let it, that becomes the next brilliant thing. That becomes the vessel in which something else can come through. But it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to let it get to that extreme where we hang on and cling on to something for so long and so past its expiry date that we just kill ourselves trying to remove ourselves from it because it hurts so bad. Or we just live our lives hurt, wounded, heavy, and then we die unhappy, hurt, wounded, heavy, unfulfilled, uninspired disappointed, full of regret. So if we can just get past, oh, that time where we dated and it was such a good time. Why are we trying to recreate something that is no long, that just that has disintegrated a long time ago? Why are we constantly replaying old movies? Ugh, the rerun queen. Who's that? Me. Why? Why am I replaying the same shit over and over in my head, regardless if it's 
good for me or bad for me because I think the movie will change because I think the ending will change somehow because I'm in a state of confusion and limbo and emptiness right now that I have to go back to some place that once existed because that was the last time I felt XYZ and I don't feel anything right now because I'm so in a place of the unknown I can't even sit with myself I can't even surrender. I can't even like really feel and appreciate this sort of emptiness. This this stillness, this beautiful space that I have to go back to certain movies that have already like you know played out a thousand, hundred thousand times before I have to go back to that same place to feel something. It's sad. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to my purpose. It doesn't make sense. It's only prolonging what I really want, which is myself. It's only taking me away from my biggest asset my biggest supporter which is myself right which is yourself you can get through this whatever you're going through if you're in this space of stagnancy or stillness or uncertainty and you have no idea which way to go just sit still just just don't go anywhere it's not go time past or present it's none of those times it's no go no-go time. It is surrender time. It is shut-the-fuck-up time. It is sleep time. It is do-what-you-love time. It is love-on-yourself time. It is take-care-of-yourself time. It is breathe deeply. Oh my God, thank God that time is over. I never want to go back. All I want to do is fucking sleep time. All I want to do is just close my eyes and detach and dissociate and go away for a while. If you're not able to take a vacation right now physically, take a mental one. Take a spiritual one. Take an emotional one. Use that exit door. It's actually open for you. This is the time to exit. I've been disassociating a lot for the past like couple of days. I've been like kind of lost in thought, lost in um, another world. And I kind of like that. I've been listening to a lot of music lately. I've been listening, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. I've been really into my TV shows and stuff like that. I'm really reading a lot. I'm writing a lot. I'm creating a lot. You know, it's this kind of time where I just don't want to be here right now because I have no idea what's going on in my reality right now it is so up in the air and I've done everything that I can it's not like I'm you know not paying my bills or not keeping up with relationships that I need to keep up with or I'm not doing you know I've I haven't really physically um escaped reality I'm doing the bare minimum in this reality the only I'm doing the things that I can control I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing in this reality and I'm not doing anything more.
I do what I need to do, you know, laundry, check the mail, do the grocery, um, do the budget, pay the bills, uh, go for walks for my mental health, but any shower, brush my teeth, hydrate, make sure I'm eating properly, um, keeping up on email, working, working out beyond that. I like skincare like these are all like real world shit like reality like this physical world this matrix shit beyond that I am out of here I'm out I don't exist after all those things are done and I know that sounds like a lot the things that I just listed off but they're just like very basic things that take like no time to do and you can actually do them like like a robot can do them so it doesn't even you don't even have to be here to do them really mentally you can go somewhere else and just do these things like mechanically but after those things are done see ya good luck hearing from me good luck getting a text back good luck me good luck to me caring about anything uh about anything ever right because it's just that time it's just that sort of wavy i'm in this i'm I'm in in between the singular i'm in this singularity i'm in this like weird sort of dimension that nothing exists and only my fantasies and um you know i've, I've exited you know sima has left the chat right i'm not even here right now good luck with that you know and I just get lost in like my favorite things and um, just sing really loud and dance a lot and like do things that I want to do, right? And like kind of be spaced out a lot. And that's, you know, that's what I choose to do and that's how I want to be because it's really hard beyond my responsibilities beyond like the bare minimum it's really hard to be in this reality right now um because I have no idea what's gonna come or I have no idea like how I'm gonna move forward like I don't know somebody were to ask okay like what is your three-year plan or two-year plan or one-year plan or six-month plan I don't know no idea I'm not even here right now to like really care um and, you know, maybe that's not the healthiest. I don't know. But it's, like, kind of like my current situation. And I'm just moving with it. I'm going with it. This is my idea of surrender. Right? Like, okay, I'm going to control everything I can. I'm going to do the things that I need to do. If I feel like I'm especially cloudy and heady and um, fantastical and whimsy and sort of in the clouds that day, I'll make a list of everything that I got to do. And then I just check it off. And then once that list is done, once all those checks are done, or whatever I can do in that day, you know, that's, that's pressing that needs to be done, like prioritize things and then do other things later, then I am out of here. Checklist done, everything done, bye getting lost in a book, getting lost in writing, getting lost in a TV show, in a movie, in whatever the fuck. Uh, I went on a walk for I don't even know how long. 
I, I drove today. I don't even know how I got home because I was so checked out. But like my body was physically, mechanically doing the movement. So I knew that I was safe. Like I was safe. I, but you know when you drive and then you come back home and you're like, I don't even know how I got home. Like how, when did I even go behind the wheel? Like those types of moments. I'm having more and more every single day. My dreams are super vivid. I'm able to remember them like very easily and and sort of de- de- um, decode them pretty easily. Uh, I'm seeing like, a, I'm noticing a lot of like nature, like birds. I'm really into birds this past couple of days and I'm noticing like different species of birds that are coming out. It's spring now or like it's springing, like the seasons are changing. So all the little things are are showing up that kind of hibernated they're all kind of coming out now so I'm really noticing it um and them and I'm noticing my sort of role in nature in general so it's just like interesting noticing a lot of angel numbers noticing a lot of synchronicities and spiritual harmony and shit like that you know that's kind of where my head's at right now um even like the way that I'm talking, the way that I speak to people, it's really poetic, it's in metaphors, it's a lot of like very high level, like I was at a bar the other day and I was fucking reading up on Soren Kierkegaard and like what his sort of teachings were, I was at a fucking bar guys, I was drinking a glass of red wine and I was googling Kierkegaard and I just got got lost in him and I got lost in what he was thinking and what he would write and stuff. Um, interesting, uh, weird, interesting. Um, yeah, I had to like really knock myself out and like, oh, I forgot where I was for like half an hour. So that's where my brains are right now. <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. Um, I don't even remember why I fucking. Oh, yeah, right. Baggage. I think um, that's the way that I leave my baggage behind is to actually just actually leave it behind and like go into another world where I'm completely weightless and nothing matters and everyone's happy and I get to do whatever I want and I don't have to worry about dumb shit and I am completely enthralled with that world that I'm in and then I can hop from world to world depending on what I'm reading depending on what I'm writing depending on what I'm watching and hearing and walking through and you know dreaming up it's all really crazy right now I think Pluto's in retrograde right now and that's in my 12th house um so yeah my subconscious is really kind of it's the opposite really I feel like I'm I'm I feel like I'm in quicksand and I'm not fighting it I am just drowning not even drowning I've I've surrendered to the quicksand I'm like yeah that makes sense to me I'm in this quicksand bye here I go under I go and I'm not apologizing for it I'm not justifying it 
I'm not struggling with it. I'm not fighting it. I, it just is what it is. I've lost all track of time. I don't know what day it is. I have to like consciously come back and say, oh, wow, it's like 2 a.m. almost on a Monday night. I've never stayed up this long before in a really long time, but here I am creating and I feel very loose and you know that's 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 what I am doing I'm untying myself I'm I'm breaking the shackles of what binds me which is my own over analysis and my own uh false sense of control I am done with it I'm melting it all down. I'm lighting it all on fire and just fucking leaving. And uh, no expectations. I have no idea. I'm just like in a daze. And I kind of like it. I'm into it. I appreciate it. I welcome it, actually. Um, My hair is so long. It's so long now and it's so strong and my skin looks good and I'm glowing and it's showing and I need this break and I need this sort of like this is like an opportunity for me this is like you know all the the matrix this is a glitch in the matrix this is a little blip and we all get those we all get those opportunities and they're very very small And the window is really, really small for us to jump through, right? So it's like it closes. It. I think there's always doors that are opening for us to go through and escape through in times of uncertainty and in times of um, transition. But we don't take it. And I was talking to myself yesterday, as I do, and I'm like, Sima, you're not going to get this time back. Because you're going to jump on another project, you're going to be able to, and you're going to be very much in the matrix. And it's going to, because opportunities are coming for me and you, whoever's listening, constantly, right? But it's like, if we're always, if we're burnt out and we're too tired to take the opportunities, but then we get stressed out that we think no opportunity is coming our way, like, that's a recipe for disasters the only way i know how to deal with this transition time is to jump through that window of escape and it doesn't mean that the i will miss any opportunities while in this world while in this fantasy while in this like quicksand of the subconscious that is the subconscious no no actually the opportunities will like So I'm picturing myself in this like meadow and like ocean, mountain, everything I want is around me. These It's like everything's lit up in like crystal and um, like nature. I'm outside, right? And then the opportunities from the matrix are like these gigantic, you know, the bubbles that you blow when you were a kid? There's gigantic iridescent like bubbles that show up in the sky, And I look up and I'm like, whoa, what's that? And that bubble just comes slowly, slowly, slowly. It comes right down to me, eye level. 
I'm like, oh, that's cool. And that bubble starts to materialize. Things start to materialize in that bubble. That's the opportunity. And it starts to like really give me a vision of like, do I want to go into that world? And I'm like, yeah. And I, and then the bubble just, I just become it. And I'm in the bubble and then it floats off, off out of this like fantasy world. And then I go back into that matrix and then that bubble becomes real. It becomes my external world for however long it needs to be. And then when it's time to go back into the fantasy world, to go play, to go uh, recalibrate, to go reflect, to go recharge that opportunity the bubble appears around that opportunity and you know we do we cling on to that bubble and we hold on to everything that opportunity is giving us but it's done like that bubble when that bubble comes around that opportunity that has is done for us that means that it's time for you to go back into that fantasy world that bubble is actually transporting you back So you can play, recharge, reflect, um, uh, gather yourself, um, you know, uh, fill up, fill up the tank and then another bubble will appear and then you'll go take it into the matrix and then you'll do whatever you need to do. And then once that opportunity is done in the matrix, the bubble will appear again around that opportunity and take you back. So that's what that is. Right, But we cling on to these things because we think that, oh my God, I'm doing so well. This opportunity was so great. It was made for me. Well, yeah, it was made for you because it was, it came to you and you took it because you were ready to take it because you were full and you were uh, in a state of joy and gratitude and curiosity. That's why that opportunity was so good to you. But it doesn't mean that another one won't come along, a better one. So there's no, there's, you don't need to cling. You just need to, it's it's time to go play again, right? So that's, that's what's happening to me right now. I think I just connected those dots. It's time for me to play. It's playtime right now. You know, it's time for me to take care of myself. It's time for me to recharge. It's time for me to reflect. It's time for me to just do the things that I love to do and get lost in them, in them and really expand my creativity really let my divine feminine just go all out for a bit right and then once that next opportunity comes it'll make itself known to me it'll come get me and i'll see it be like whoa that's so cool and then it'll start to materialize and be like oh damn i think that's something i want to try and then i'll and then i'll just try it and then however long that's supposed to last it lasts and then it's my responsibility to let go and go back and recharge and that's my life that's my life that's how things are supposed to work in my neck of the woods and I do believe that there is a version of that that exists for everybody but I can't I can't speak for everybody I can only speak for how it would probably work for me And so baggage really has no um, room in my life. The lighter I am, the more open I am, the more adaptable and fluid I am, the more receptive I am, the easier these opportunities can find me. 
and the better my life gets over and over and effortless, effortless is the word that came to me, the more effortless my life gets. Because ease is part of my authentic code. It is the one of the reasons why I make decisions the way that I make them. And for in order for ease to be in everything that I do, I have to make it easy on myself. And so that requires surrender. That requires a degree of letting go. A very high degree of letting go. And so if I can't do that, or if I'm unable to do that because I'm constantly clinging and embodying and relating and identifying with this fucking baggage, then I'm not staying true to my authentic code. I'm not staying true to who I am. And then that's just like a whole other issue that needs to be unpacked, right? But I'm here now. I'm, on the, I'm, I'm in the realization now. I know more. And it's hard to let go for me because historically I've hated endings. Because I, I asked myself even the other day, why is a good thing ending? And, you know, it was just like that human side of me that was like just really frustrated that just wanted safety and consistency and stability and just wanted to be okay and wanted to not, not be a fuck up to others it's it's really for others right I wanted others to be stable and 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 comfortable with me and I want others to like me so I want to do things in order for them to like me even if it means completely giving away myself and not doing things that are according to what I need and what is aligned for me. Fuck that, right? So when I ask that question, why does a good thing have to end? Why can't I just have this thing permanently in my life all the time, consistently, in a stable manner? What the fuck is the problem with that? Well, that's just not how it works for me. That's just not my journey. That's not my story. And so I think deep down, I'm very okay with that. I always say I thrive in the chaos. I thrive in the transition. I thrive in situations where change is necessary. I love change, but I've grown to hate change and therefore hate myself because it makes other people feel uncomfortable because other people don't like change. So I hate change, but I actually love change. I actually thrive in it. I'm actually the most successful when I am when when I embody change. When I actually accept that part of myself, that that part of myself, when I accept when I accept myself and how fluid I am and how that really just does it for me. Right? And so now I'm like, okay, it's time for me to recharge. It's time for me to reflect. It's time for me to um, have fun and, uh, you know, grow my hair out and spend extra long on skincare and um, intuitively eat, intuitively work out and follow my heart and dance and laugh really loudly and cry 
and um, sing really badly and loudly and listen to music and watch my movies and um, read the poetry, write the poetry, think about comedy again, think about performing again, think about, you know, I've been having like what I would write for like a, uh, like a, um, like a limited series, what would it feel like if somebody from HBO reached out to me and said, hey, we want you to become an intern or we want you to like work for us because we realize how amazing you are. What would it be like to like go to LA and like, you know what I mean? Like these types of things, that's what I really need to live in right now. That's the transition. I'm living in the singularity. I'm living in the fantasy right now. And, and that is very purposeful. That's very intentional for the type of path that I am on. Again, I can't speak for anybody else, but that's the path that I'm on. And it's scary because I'm so used to like not liking that. I'm so used to thinking that's frivolous and that's unnecessary and it's useless and it's not productive. And I'm also used to other people in my life saying that as well since I was a very young child. I've been on this path since I was born. This is my purpose. This is how I'm supposed to lead my life. And because it's not comfortable for other people because they don't understand it and they don't like it and they don't, their maybe their life doesn't work like that. So they don't, they can't compute it they think it's inherently bad. And I've heard that my whole life. And so I've grown to resent that part of my life. But at a certain point, I can't deny myself anymore. I can't do it. I can't not walk my purpose, my path. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That's the mantra. That's the, that's the narrative. That's the, that's my story. And I mean, let's fucking go, you know? I'm not here to play it safe. I'm not here to play it uh, invisible. Invisible. I'm not here to play it small. I'm not here to be quiet. I'm not here to adhere to what other people in my life want me to do just because they feel more comfortable when I do it like that. What the fuck am I doing? to myself. I've compromised myself my whole life for these people, for this way of life, for this society, for this community that doesn't even fucking care about me, really. That just wants me broken in and quiet and dumb and insecure and living in fear and living in a life that they're too scared to live. A living in a life that they are living and they do not want me to live my life because it's too scary for them to even comprehend that that is a type of life that exists. Because if they were to really consider that there's another life that is possible to live and I'm living it and I'm actually successful in it, then they have to reckon with the life that they have and that maybe they want something else, but they're too ingrained in the life that they have 
And then that opens up a whole can of worms that make makes people feel uncomfortable and really bad. And, you know, nobody wants, nobody wants to question their own, nobody wants to question their life. Everybody wants to believe that the life that they're living is the best version. Because if they don't believe it, and they have the ability to, to change it, but they just won't, that is a fucking jagged little pill to swallow, isn't it? That's a fucked up truth that nobody wants to fucking come to terms with. And that's kind of my MO, really. You know, when I'm living an authentic life and I am the fool and I jump off cliff after cliff after cliff and I'm actually really successful at it, people don't like it. And I've been saying it for years. Who I am authentically, nobody that is in my life currently likes it, understands it wants it, cares for it, supports it because it's so the opposite of what they are. And I don't judge. I don't give a fuck what they're living and what they're who they are and what life they choose to live. I don't give a fuck. That's just not my life though. And I think the older I get, every day that goes by, I realize that. I realize um all of that. I realized that my path is actually truly unique and it doesn't fit with anybody. I met somebody the other day and they asked me all these questions. I'm like, I don't know the answers to these questions that you're asking me because my life does not fit in the boxes that you want them to fit. Like every answer that I give you just raises more questions. You can't move on to the next question because every single answer that I give you raises more questions. And 99% of anyone that I've ever talked to does not want to go that far. Whether it's a friend, a romantic partner, a teacher, a colleague, a boss, a fucking family member, a crush, a fucking stranger, an acquaintance, nobody wants to go down that path. Not one person wants to, wants to, is looking to have a question answered with no answer, but just more questions. Nobody's that curious. Nobody's that fluid. Nobody's that, nobody's able to comprehend that. So what though? I don't really care anymore. I used to. I used to be like, fuck, I have to like give them answers that they understand, that they're going to be impressed by, that they're going to like, that they're, you know, and I, and I'm, I, I, now I'm just like, yeah, that's me. Why do you live with your parents still? What is your job? Uh, what did you do before? Why don't you do this? Why did you do this? Why do you like this? Why don't you like, now I'm just like, okay, I don't. Like, you're not asking me to know more. You're just asking me so it checks off some sort of fucking box in your head based on what I look like. It's always based on what I look like, right? For a romantic partner and for anybody, really, because everybody judges everybody by their looks. It's just natural. But somebody looks at somebody and they have a picture, they have a story, they have a life that they've already predetermined. And then... 
you talk, you start talking, and it makes no sense to people. They don't compute it. The check marks are not checking. The boxes are not boxing. Like nothing makes sense. That's literally my conversation with any fucking person. And I used to be like, okay, I know exactly what you want to hear. I know exactly what you want me to say. I'm going to just do it. And then I get myself into trouble because I'm not that person. And it doesn't take very long for them to realize, oh, fuck, she's not that person. And then I get called a liar because I am. But now I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. There's like, I'm just going to give you the answers that I know are my answers. And if they bring up more questions than answers, then I'm willing to talk through that with you and like go on this journey. But if you want to like not, then that's fine. I'm still going to continue this journey. Um, no baggage. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you.